Hey everybody, welcome to We Need to Talk About Kevin, uh, the only podcast where we watch every Kevin Smith movie. Uh, I'm Ted. I'm Rose. I'm Trevor. Joining us this week, a very special guest, executive producer of Beef House and host of Hot Topics, Vera Drew. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, Thank absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I'm a huge fan of this show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's you're truly doing the Lord's work. Like nobody should be doing this. Like what you guys are doing. <laughs> I agree. I say that every week. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not well, a fun all... job, but someone has to do it. Again, I don't know if anybody has to or should be doing this. I'm no. just glad you are. <laughs> it is seriously some dark shit. <laughs> it shouldn't exist, but uh, I'm glad you like it. We're all big fans of your work as well, so it's great to have you here. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. Usually, at this point in the show, we would apologize to you for asking you to watch this, uh, but since you're a fan, I don't feel like uh, I have to do that. No, no. I know. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was getting into. I actually saw this in theaters too. Wow, Vera, you are you are a filmmaker yourself, so I assume that Kevin Smith was like a big influence on you and your and your sensibilities. Is that is that right? You know, it's it's really weird because he <laughs> he was, was such, such a like, rude thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a horrible thing to accuse me of. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he 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 did mean a lot to me as like a fifteen-year-old. Um, I want to say like the first movie I ever torrented was um, Clerks, and I think Whoa. I was the perfect age for it. Um, it's funny because I think he says this all the time, but like his movies are like proof that anybody can make movies, and I don't think. He <laughs> I mean, like I would agree with that, but not in like the like sort of. Spielbergian way that I think he means, but um, yeah, te- um, technically anybody could make a movie. Yeah, yeah. He's Maybe pro- that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's he's you know I I will say like he hasn't taken a lot of my money. Like I'd say the majority of my childhood, like when I was seeing his stuff, it was illegally downloading or like watching in a friend's basement. But I was a total Jay and Silent Bob, Silent Bob kid, oh, um, yeah. like hardcore. And I remember listening to the um, Smodcast a little bit in college. And I can't really remember when it like all kind of clicked for me. <laughs> um, I mean, like, but like, I, I want to say it was probably like around um, Red State time or you know, Clerks 2 time. Well, this whole movie is based on, like, a riff from the Smodcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. so like we in... watched Tusk this week. Oh, yeah, Tusk. So oh, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> we, watched, we watched Tusk. And I do think um, with Tusk, there is some important context to give, for sure. Uh, because, oh, yeah, okay. so... <laughs> there's so there's so much to talk there's, about. I, I, have a, I have a lot to say about this movie. Um, so as noted in the beginning of the film, this is quote unquote based on a true story. And the true story is that uh, Kevin Smith found this weird letter or something online by a dude who basically wanted like a human pet walrus probably fake or something he read it on his podcast so it was it was someone else's joke that kevin smith turned into his own joke and then made a (laughs) movie out of the joke yeah yeah (laughs) okay Um, Okay. which is okay to do for a podcast uh because that's what we're doing but (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, so he got stoned and read that out and then oh. riffed on it for a little while with his buddy. I was like, wouldn't, wouldn't this be so funny? Um, and then took like a Twitter poll basically from his fans. Oh, be like, God. should we make this into a movie? And then they said, yeah, Kevin, do it. So, uh, it's like so a suicide cult. <laughs> and and the, the the cherry on top that I'm I'm reading right here is um I still remember last week uh we did Red State and Red State was rejected by the Weinsteins when Kevin pitched it to him. And uh apparently Kevin wrote the screenplay for this while waiting for the Weinsteins approval of his clerk's three uh, oh, submission God. package. That's ju- just which, sad. Judging by where we are right now in 2020, <laughs> Clerks 3 has not been announced yet. Uh, I don't think that package went super well. I, I don't think the Weinsteins will be producing it either. I, I don't see that. <laughs> that, that too, yeah. <laughs> and, and that brings us to Tusk, Kevin Smith's second horror film about a guy getting turned into a walrus. It's the kind of thing that most people would just joke about with their friends, have a little laugh, and then forget about it and move on with their lives. But if you have the kind of brain (laughs) that Kevin Smith has, if something sufficiently makes you and your buddy laugh, you think, oh, this needs to be a whole movie that I need to subject the world to. And then he really went and fucking did it. I don't know if you yeah. guys stuck around, but a- after the credits, oh, yeah. they no, play I, the I, bit I of the podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. They play the bit of the podcast where Kevin describes the end of the movie to Scott yeah. Mosier. So, Ugh. I mean, I was like a little astounded because I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a short bit. No, it's like it's like a f- like five minutes while the credits are rolling. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And then after that, there's a post credit scene with uh, Johnny Depp, too. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> OK, uh. I was waiting to get I was waiting to get into this because when that guy showed up, I was like, who is this shitty? We're getting way. I was ahead. losing yeah. my mind. It's yeah. so hard not to. We'll, we'll get to that <laughs> later. Oh, oh, he doesn't like work within this like human context of like what time and space is <laughs> okay we, well let's let's lay out the the basic okay. uh, the basic premise at least of the film yeah it's about a podcaster it's about a podcaster <laughs> i thought we were being attacked i was a little spooked i was gonna ask like did you guys relate to this one the most because like you guys were represented no, because we i don't fucking make... did no i did because uh oh. it's the the what the podcaster and then the editor's name is ted and oh, that's my oh, shit i totally <laughs> forgot and and of course uh ted did want to name this podcast the nazi podcast which is what yeah uh, but it's spelled, it spelled the regular way yeah so yeah it's, way. i just thought it was i thought it was cool you guys are always talking about how he doesn't do second drafts that feels like the most yeah. first draft name of like mm-hmm. a fake po- movie podcast <laughs> that i've ever heard in my life and the fact that it's supposed to be successful too why would you ever call your podcast podcast that it's a terrible name (laughs) and kevin because kevin was able to have like a a financially successful podcast as a famous director he lives in this world where that's just a conceivable like (laughs) career path for someone where he's like yeah so what this podcast is like the concept of the podcast is that uh, Justin Long goes around and finds weird people to talk to, and then he comes back and talks to his friend about it. 
That's what the podcast is I think it's more about? like they review weird videos. The, but the this video, time he was like, okay. oh, I know, I know. But but like they review like weird videos and weird stuff like from the studio. But this time they were like, okay, no, we'll get to because he was them. explaining it to the Canadian Border Patrol guy. And he says, the pot, what I do is the podcast, I go and talk to people. My friend stays home so he does not see it. And that's why it's the not see part. Oh, which is stupid and a bad joke that makes no sense. But also the fucking so they watch this video, the Kill Bill kid, which is like a supposed to be like Star Wars kid, except he uses a real sword and cuts his own leg off. But there's no this is a podcast and there's no sound component to this video. So on the podcast, (laughs) they're just watching this video and laughing about it and nobody listening can see it. Now, benefit of the doubt, it could be one of those video podcasts. I mean, there's no reason to believe No, no, no. There were no cameras in the room. It's not a video podcast. (laughs) It would make a lot more sense if it were a YouTube show, because basically it's like they're doing like Tosh.0, but as a podcast. And the whole point of Tosh.0 is that he shows videos. So what is, it makes no sense. What, how, and we're supposed to believe that he makes, he's like rich making this stupid ass, and he has all these fans and groupies, like girls that want to have sex yeah. with him because he's the Nazi podcast guy. Kevin Smith yeah. just predicted Cometown. Like, <laughs> Kevin Smith predicted Cometown. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, it's not like this isn't something that exists that's- in our world. I mean, that's Pretty good, true. Yeah. That's true. Cometown does exist, and they do seem to make careers off of that podcast. So, uh, point one to Kevin. But those guys are actually funny, and uh, Justin Long and Haley Joel Osment in this movie are not. So I don't see it happening. Yeah, there c- could not have been like two of the worst like leads ever in a movie. I was very confused by their bits. I this is probably my favorite movie since Clerks. Jesus. It's not good. <laughs> It's not good, but I did not hate it nearly as much as, like, most of the others. And it was at least, like, had some good performance. Well, a good performance in it. Oh, yeah. Michael Parks was was great, actually. Yeah. Uh, He was amazing. I'm kind of with you. Like, I, so I did see this in theaters. I will see any Kevin Smith movie in theaters. Like, I just, I just, just something I, I was raised Catholic and it's just something I put myself through. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like, uh, self-flagellation. I remember leaving, I left, (laughs) I left um, the theater so upset. And remembered this being way worse than 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 it was. I I was just like truly baffled on on this viewing, but I left so upset when I saw it the first time. But like, I I think like this one's just so much more well paced than his other movies in a lot of ways. Like yeah, there there's none of the like super long like wide shots of just two fucking dudes just talking about penises for like 10 minutes like it's at least like cut up a lot and there's music throughout all of it so like it it, it kind of moves and and yeah like michael parks is i mean like i don't i definitely would never venture as far to say this is one of the best roles he's ever played but like he's he's it's fun to watch him act yeah yeah especially in the beginning i, I mean the scene where he is like first explaining to justin long how his leg got cut off mm-hmm was really funny. <laughs> yeah. And it was He's entirely good. carried by Michael Parks. The thing that's really shocking to me about this movie is that whenever Kevin is trying to be serious, 
and actually creating trying to create like a real unsettling horror moment rather than trying to be funny which he sucks at like it's <laughs> he's actually a lot better like it, he's, yeah he's, yeah he's yeah. actually he and also and we can probably pick apart how much of that is really him and how much is like the dp or like his assistant directors doing all the work while he's off getting high somewhere who knows you guys know <laughs> the, the, the guy that shot this shot fucking moonlight yeah, yeah. What? No fucking way. Yeah, yeah. I know. Moonlight. Yeah. No fucking but, no. way. But, but the thing Holy about shit. Kevin is he no he sucks at being funny. He's not funny. He, he sucks yeah. at comedy. <laughs> and anytime in this movie, he's like, "Oh, we gotta you know add in a funny scene to like lighten the mood." It grinds to a fucking halt. It is so unfunny. When Johnny Depp shows up as that ridiculous French-Canadian character, and it turns into a completely different kind of silly movie, it sucks so much. And it's like, if you had actually just committed to to aching this movie seriously, like it really seemed like he was going to do for the first half, uh, it would have been a much better movie. Like... I think I know why Johnny Depp is in this movie. It's because Harley Quinn Smith and Johnny Depp's daughter are friends. Are friends. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So their their daughters went to school together and they're friends. So uh, he yeah. did it for his daughter. <laughs> Which yeah. is a very nice thing. Uh, thank you, Johnny yeah, Depp. Because they're both in, in the film, the daughters. But, yeah. yeah. And we'll see. And we'll see more of them. Hmm. It's just setting the <laughs> stage for Yoga Hosers. I cannot wait for you guys to watch Yoga Hosers. Oh, I'm my excited. God. Oh my no, god. No, no, no. I cannot wait. <laughs> Yoga Hosers is truly terrible. A truly I'm awful. I, I'm, I can't believe I have to watch it again. <laughs> As something of like a anti Canada racist myself, I think I might like it a little bit. Uh, no. I did enjoy the First really bad all, Canada jokes. I didn't enjoy them, but I, it was funny seeing somebody be that stupid. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> when they talk to any Canadian character. Oh, oh, hey there. Oh I'm a God. I'm a Canadian cop there. Hey, ooh, hey, how can I help you there? The boot. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't make too much fun of the accent. <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty annoyed by it's it. It's not real. Nobody <laughs> talks like that. Yeah, it's no, it's it's too no. stupid to be offensive. I mean, I'm not yeah. from Canada, so I can't. I guess I can't say that. But like, it might. It feels so stupid that it it's Rose too stupid to be racist. Um, as a Canadian, I found this portrayal very offensive. Oh, uh, and I also found it strange that they so specifically chose Canada to be the location, and then that did not seem to impact like the core story at all like it, it didn't yeah. really impact the walrus stuff so i was very confused why it had to be there of all places I think kevin just wants to be canadian like yeah that's true he thinks canada is hilarious but his does, whole conception yeah. of what canada is comes from those fucking uh i mean the whole thing the whole like a boot thing and the like fake canadian accent that no one has it all comes from those characters that uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas used to play from SCTV. Yeah, because yeah, he does the Bob and Doug McKenzie uh, like Canadian call thing while he's yeah. on the phone, uh, just as just the long, which was super cringy. But people think that like that's uh, how like all Canadians talk, but that was like I mean mm. I think those characters are supposed to be a very specific kind of like rural like northern kind of Canadian, and it's like. 
And it, but like, <laughs> like they can't. Like, why couldn't you just hire an act, a Canadian actor to use his regular voice to be that Winnipeg police officer guy? Why would have to be a guy being like, oh, oh, hey there, hey, I'm Captain Twinkleberry. <laughs> everything up in Canada here, everything's real silly, eh? For me, like, it's so I mean, stupid. The movie comes to to a grinding halt when Johnny Depp's introduced, but yeah. even yes. like more yeah. so My in God. the like the the scene that yeah. really the moment where I was like, oh, this is why I left the theater so upset was the flashback scene between oh Johnny Depp and Michael God. Parks because you're shocked. just watching Ugh. two I, I mean like look I like Johnny Depp has been a good actor in things before and oh, so has absolutely. Michael Parks and you're just watching these two pretty brilliant actors just do these larger than life horribly cartoony oh voices like it's 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 so hard i had to start like cooking dinner while the scene was it, i couldn't yeah. watch it it was what is the point of that fucking scene it's so I didn't get it. stupid in that scene michael parks was just doing a really bad like impression of a steven root role like yeah. and it, you could almost see the like pain there that he, like he didn't want to be doing <laughs> yeah. it because I didn't even realize it was him like until almost the scene was almost over. Well, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's like he could have made it unsettling. Like he could have made it like an unsettling flashback to like this like crazy larger than life character discovering one of the bodies or something but like again he just turns it into a fucking kevin smith scene where it's just two fucking boring white dudes talking you have johnny depp who's a serious actor and you could have him just play like this could have just been a real movie you could have just had johnny depp play like a real character (laughs) and not done this stupid like clown thing you could even have had him be the same character, but just like dial it back, make it less funny, let Johnny Depp do his thing. Yeah. And it would be good. Like, it, I think the character is fine. I think just Kevin's execution of it is really bad. I actually didn't know it was Johnny Depp when I was watching it because <laughs> I, I, I was. I had to look it up. I was wondering if you guys would know. No, I was certain it was a it was a bad Johnny Depp impersonator, and I was like, oh. look at this fucking dude. He's <laughs> trying to be Johnny Depp. Why is he doing the eyebrow thing and stuff? And then I found out later it was actually him, and I was like floored. Uh, Vera, actually, I wanted to bring this up to you that what it made me think of was. Uh, on Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job, and billion dollar movie, when they have the impersonator John Depp. John Depp. Who just <laughs> yeah. who looks like Johnny Depp, but just like a little <laughs> bit off. Like he's a little too old and, and wrinkled and stuff. I was like, that's who he looks like more than actual Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's I I believe that man's name is Ronnie Rodriguez, and Ronnie he Rodriguez. is he is more Johnny Depp than Johnny Depp was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has some facial prosthetics on and he's doing like this like cross-eyed look the whole time and, yeah and embarrassing kevin, kevin really thought he had something when he came up with hockey mm-hmm. player gregory gumtree because he says that like a thousand <laughs> fucking times mm-hmm. <laughs> he keeps saying and uh, hockey player gregory gumtree like over and over and it's like yeah really funny <laughs> so many times funny name you came up with kevin see her again so before we i think we get too farther and we should 
discuss well, we never what ex- plot we never explained in the this premise. Movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> not at all. So <laughs> he turns into a walrus. He turns into a walrus. It's about a podcaster. Yeah, it's about a podcaster, uh, and he's going to Canada to try and find like this kid to interview. The kid ends up killing himself before he gets there, which is w- weird and didn't uh, need to be in there. But um, I thought it was going to tie into the plot, but. It didn't. Nope, not at all. <laughs> didn't didn't um, seem to. It wasn't even portrayed in like a dark or scary way. It's just kind of like, oh man, this kid no. killed himself. That sucks. It's not even funny either. What like, am I, what not, am I gonna I do anyway. now? <laughs> not good. But so he's at a bar drinking. He sees uh, the note on the wall that's like, "Come live with me. I'm crazy." And he's like, "Well, that's. I need to go find this crazy guy." So he goes to the crazy guy's house. Uh, the guy drugs him, cuts off his leg. He's like, oh, what the fuck, man? Uh, and then eventually he turns him into this, like, skin, like, flesh golem uh, walrus type thing. Uh, meanwhile, his co-host and his girlfriend, who they are, his co-host and his girlfriend are, like, implied to be in a romantic relationship. Though yeah. it could just be, like, no, it's he clearly, wants to be. No, they're clearly I, together. That's not that's But that's the thing, implied. is, like, if it was, if it was Kevin... It would be more clear, you know what I mean. So I'm always second guessing that. But anyway, do it doesn't mean? really it's matter. Complete, it's complete. It's clearly established. I don't know what you mean. But Kevin's a little weirdo, and I think he would show. I think it would be very obvious. I, I mean, I don't think it matters. Anyway, I think he does actually a very Kevin thing with it, which is like he slowly reveals it over the course of like three different scenes that are taking place outside of the time. Like he's trying to do like a Tarantino Coen Brothers yeah. Yeah. thing with it, but it's like <laughs> yeah. But it's obvious immediately. Yeah, to me it was obvious immediately. Um, yeah. It, also, there there's a thing. There's like a twist where uh, you reveal through flashbacks that Justin Long is actually an asshole and he's cheating on his girlfriend and stuff. But like, yeah. he he seemed like an asshole from the beginning, and I don't think Kevin realizes yeah. that. Like, it's I always thought he was an asshole in the yeah. uh, in the scenes from his perspective. He's supposed to not seem like an asshole. And then we see some of them again from a different character's perspective. And it's like, oh, this guy's a jerk. But it's like, no, I already kind of thought he sucked. Yeah. You know what, Trev? I was very confused by those scenes. But now that you say it, that is that is what it was supposed to be. I didn't even catch on because, yeah, he's a complete asshole the entire time. I hate that dude. <laughs> it's such a, like, dark escalation. That, like, honestly, the scene that was, like like, actually, like, really hard for me to watch was the um the like it's like a it's like post blowjob scene with Justin Long oh, and, and his girlfriend. <laughs> and like that's when the turn is supposed to be happening that he's like this bad podcaster, I guess, because he's like bragging about like having a hundred thousand dollars in ad sales alone. Like shit like yeah. and like but it's so it's so jarring. Podcaster. But like and like I, I'm not I'm not assuming that Kevin thinks of himself in that way. Like I, I'm sure he doesn't think he's that cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a dark turn for something that kind of starts as something that feels kind of personal. I don't know if that makes sense. It's the character oh, is clearly based on him, but then it's like, okay, but what if I was an asshole? Like, what if I was dark, <laughs> Kevin? You know, what what if I what what if <laughs> I was what if I was willing to like cheat on my dark girlfriend, which Kevin. I'm sure Kevin has never done in his life. Um, 
And no, I actually, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he hasn't. That's one thing I'll say about. No, Kevin. no, I, I truly, faithful. I truly don't think Kevin would ever cheat. Sincerely. I can't imagine. Yeah, him doing I don't, it. I don't think he has the courage to cheat on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't think he has enough integrity to cheat on somebody. His, his imagination of what, what the dark version of him would be like is: what if I let all this <laughs> podcast success go to my head and I slept with my <laughs> podcast groupies? <laughs> Can you can you imagine the kinds of like women that would like follow Kevin Smith around and try to sleep with him? Yes, I can. I wish I and had the, just just the surge of power that would go through his head, like, oh, I could have all of these nerdy bitches. Well, it's really I mean, honestly, it kind of it it also like really kind of put a pin in what Rose, I think you talk about a lot on here is like Kevin has, like, I think I used to kind of give him, like, a stupid but harmless pass for most of my life. Like, even after, like, I stopped liking him, I was just like, yeah, but he's just, like, the dumb New Jersey filmmaker guy. Um, But there was something just, like, insidiously fucked up about this scene. Because, like, it also, like, he starts kind of becoming racist a little bit, too. Like, he starts just doing, like, a weird, like, Mm. accent that's, like, it's, like, not even, like, I didn't even... When he started doing it, I was like, oh, is she Hispanic? Like, I had no idea. It was so yeah, jarring. Yeah. And so out of nowhere. She, yeah. did, she didn't uh, have yeah. an accent at all. And, <laughs> not at all. And it's just not That's funny. He's doing like a Speedy Gonzalez voice. And it's like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, are we still supposed to like this guy at this point? Because this is weird. <laughs> I never heard the voice he was doing as like Mexican. It was always something else to me. I, like, I didn't even get it. I think that scene was meant to be like romantic. Like I think that was supposed yeah, to be yeah. a charming Kevin scene. That was his memory of of that scene. So that was like <laughs> oh, supposed right. to be yeah, before yeah. Yeah. before we're realizing what a jerk he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with Tusk, um, I kind of feel similarly to Ted, at least up to a certain point. Uh, I think this film is kind of the best of Kevin and the worst of Kevin. Because yeah. the parts that work, I actually like a lot. And the parts that don't work are some of the worst shit that he's ever put on film and, like, infuriate mm. me and baffle me. And I hate them. But there's, like, a 30-minute good straight-to-YouTube horror short film yeah, you could make yeah. out of this. I almost want to do a re-edit of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like you could just make, like, a really quick dumb exploitation film out of this because like all the yeah. materials are there it's just it doesn't need to be two hours yeah. and there's even some like actual like good cinematography mm-hmm. in this yeah definitely yeah. especially in the first like half he had he had like a 30 minute horror premise and mm-hmm. uh and frankly it's like i don't know if i'd even call it good it's like it's i don't know it's impressive to me like the level of commitment to a really stupid and pointless premise to the point like that he did it really effectively if i just saw that 30 minute thing i would be like well i sure didn't need that but i mean they really committed to it it's a really good student film that's exactly it but then he couldn't even commit to it and he had and it's like it's almost like he panicked and he bailed out and uh, had to like throw in like an hour of terrible painful comedy Mm -hmm. and, and ruin it yeah like remove the johnny depp stuff like as soon as that first scene with him starts just end the movie there pretty good movie 
I would enjoy. I mean, I, I, it's. I'm not gonna like go out of my way to watch it, but I would been like, oh, this is fine. I definitely enjoyed some of the early stuff. For some reason, I thought it was going to be all about the transformation into being a walrus. And that when we finally see the whole walrus form, that would be like the end. I think that's like one of the kind of the like heartbreaking parts about this movie is like the the creature effects are really good. Like it's just uh, it's <laughs> like and it's well, uh, I, I like I didn't I For thought me, it kind of looked like shit. It's the way yeah. it's it's the way it's shot because like really that's it's it's like you're seeing way too much of a giant yeah. prosthetic because like in the beginning when he's like revealing it in these like little inserts where like it's kind of shadowy I don't know I thought it was pretty unsettling but oh, then when they yeah. do that like snap yeah. zoom out and you see him in the full wall <laughs> suit it's just it's like so this weird lumpy oh god it's so bad that would have been yeah. a really funny way to end the movie is like you see it's like oh this thing's so scary and then you zoom out and it's just like <laughs> stupid looking yeah. like that would be good really good yeah just make yeah, that honestly uh, it's a 20 it's a 20 minute short cut out pretty yeah. much yeah. anything that's not uh him and michael parks and you've got a nice little 20 minute horror short it is the kind of short i would find on youtube on one of these like horror short films channels that would be by some student and then i would watch it and i would go hey that was pretty good and I would immediately forget about it. And then, like, in a year or two, I would find out that they got some indie movie deal. Like, it is something that someone should be making at the start of their career. Kevin is so far into his filmmaking career. And churning out <laughs> something which is YouTube. Third to last movie? It's, it's YouTube quality. But even worse than that, because it's also spread out with, like, even worse uh, scenes. If there's one, like, positive thing I would say about this... I think this is the first genuinely creative thing that Kevin has ever like come up with. It's oh wow! <laughs> I would say, wow. say I mean I think Clerks counts. Big, big no, praise. creative that Clerks is just uh, about his like life. It's like oh I work at a store and I have a stupid what friend. About, like what? what about Dogma? Whatever. I, I just dogma. I'm saying that like the premise, as stupid as it is, <laughs> is inventive. <laughs> And the fact that he yeah, likes, is, yeah. the fact that and he commits to it and actually for a portion of the movie plays it straight and makes it like mm-hmm. creepy is like just more of an artistic feat than anything else he's mm-hmm. ever done. On the whole, it's a terrible movie though. <laughs> I do want to say so. Michael Parks in the movie plays a guy called Howard Howe, um, and he is the guy that turns Justin Long into a walrus. The reason he does this is because one time he was like lost at sea and a walrus saved his life on this rock and then he was stranded on the rock with the walrus and he ended up killing and eating the walrus to survive and he like feels guilty about it basically. Uh-huh. So the the climax of the scene in the third act is um, he is in a walrus suit. He's turned Justin Long into like a weird flesh walrus and they like have a walrus fight and then Justin <laughs> Long ends up killing him. Which is honestly I think very good i love the walrus fight it's great it works like i think michael parks is like slow unraveling of why he's doing this is it's like a good story i don't think it's done well i mean obviously that's the problem yeah like i i found myself wishing like man what if this was like in the hands of a semi-competent yes oh ted i I was just thinking about that Uh, it is a good premise it it really could work it's it's not a good premise (laughs) 
it's good. It's stupid, it but it's good. I think. Well, I think the premise of Howard's I, character is good. I, I, no, it, it, I think that the that the execution of it in parts is, is what makes it seem good. No, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't agree with that. Yeah, because I have felt like I felt before with Kevin Solms, like I remember with Mallrats, like really wishing that someone else was taking the reins on it. But this one, I felt it most of all because. Um, Horror comedy is one of those things that seems really easy to do. And a lot of film students try to do it uh, because it seems easy and fun. But there is a balance to it. And it was surprising to me that Kevin succeeded in doing this, like the straight ahead stuff. But whenever he tried to infuse comedy, it really, really didn't work. And I kept thinking of like, what if... James Gunn had directed this or like yeah. what what if like Sam Raimi uh, or take it another direction like what if this was just a straight up Cronenberg body horror film so like I'm very I've, I find body horror very effective and I thought that's what this film was going to be but we don't even get like an actual transformation like yeah. it's all off screen you get two stages basically yeah it's yeah, so it's, fast it's, it's, kind of, it's such a bummer because like you could really because like i do think i mean look it is totally a fucking dumb gen xer <laughs> like fake pseudo intellectual premise of like yeah what separates man from animal but that is still like that's that's such a that that's a universal story that can be told very effectively in body horror and he is unable to do it but like not a lot of people are i mean like i think this just largely speaks to like like why listening to you guys talk about him is very healing for me because I think I devoted <laughs> way too much time to this man because he, I mean, he's proof that like you could have a really long career and still be kind of never have a complete home run ever. <laughs> like, and it's, I really think it comes down to him being a, a lazy filmmaker, which I think mm -hmm. you're definitely going to see in the when you guys watch the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Oh my God, it oh. is his oh, laziest yeah. fucking movie he's ever made. Not looking forward to that. Um, but like, it's also, I think, I think he doesn't, I mean, <laughs> feel free to laugh at this, but like, I think he doesn't believe in himself. Like, I think, <laughs> I think, no. like, no. I he does think, not. No, he I really think, doesn't. Because like, look, he's got, he's got Michael Parks. He's got Johnny Depp. Je the the Genesis Rodriguez yeah. who plays the the girlfriend is a pretty solid actor. Like he has great talent, but he completely throws it under the bus with like cock and fart and shit jokes and like mm -hmm. Nazi stuff. And it's like he I feel like he just tr groomed a generation of lazy, boring, mediocre, mm -hmm. mostly white cis dude filmmakers. <laughs> Yeah. And we've we've said this before on the pod on the podcast, but that's those people are podcasters now. Yeah. So like he didn't have that outlet. Yeah. Well also I think that his major <laughs> failing here is like the fact that he sort of came up as a comedy director and that was his claim to fame, that makes him think that like really all that he's good for is being funny. So he has to fall back to doing comedy as like a crutch. Mm -hmm. When in reality, he's not funny at all and sucks at comedy. No. And no. this movie would have been so much better if he didn't even try to be funny. But like that's... 
but he doesn't realize that. And obviously, like you were saying, he doesn't really have faith in his abilities as a filmmaker. So he falls back on that crutch that isn't even a good crutch for him because he's not funny. <laughs> yeah, even the original Clerks, like I, I still like that film. But the script isn't a super well-written, like witty uh, comedy gem. It's like the, the funny reason... parts are not in the script. Basically. No, and no. the whole and the whole appeal of Clerks does come more from the production. And I would say that, like, even though I enjoyed, like, even though I would find Clerks funny watching it when I was younger, it was more just like the atmosphere of it that I liked. Like, it wasn't a, a bust a gut kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, and well, none of his other films have have even come close to it. I feel like his generation of filmmakers, like a lot of times they weren't really good writers. Like it was more so, Mm. and you guys touch on this all the time. Like it's like, it's like, it's a portrait of a part of America that like we probably didn't see. And we definitely didn't see in movies before. And that is very useful. Like, like there is something to be said about like seeing and like, I, I can watch Clerks now and like I can still I can actually still enjoy Clerks. Like I think that's actually probably the only one I can still kind of enjoy and and like really just go this is a time capsule. It's so so specific. Like I think it being in black and white and like really really shitty looking is what what helps that, but like <laughs> yeah. he's never been a good writer. And like that's no. what's but like the thing with like, you know, in Linkletter, like I wouldn't say Linkletter is a great writer, but he at least is no, able no, to like capture no. a part of the human spirit that I don't think a lot of directors and Kevin is just mm-hmm. he, he's not he's an unremarkable man. <laughs> and and the thing with Linkletter compared to Kevin is that Linklater gets a lot out of his actors. He gets a lot. He like gets like good performances out of them. And I'm consistently amazed at the actors that show up in Kevin Smith films who I absolutely love and consistently give the worst performance of their career. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Kevin's admitted on stage that he doesn't really tell actors what to do. I'm wondering just like what it's like working on these films for them because none of them seem to do a good job. I, I so badly wish I could like visit a Kevin Smith set. Oh, I, I would I feel like it. it would like yes. break my heart. That, like, I mean, like watching his stuff and like listening to like people, you guys recap his stuff too, is like as somebody who, you know, like, you know, I want to direct feature films and like the mm-hmm. fact that this motherfucker <laughs> keeps getting to make movies. I like, know. granted, like yeah. it's it's fucking Saban. Like now is mm-hmm. like you know basically like one giant pyramid scheme is giving him money to make movies. But like, but good grief! Like, why does it? Why does he get to? Oh my god, I, I I fully agree with you. And I thought about that a lot this movie too, and just thinking about the amount of films we've watched from this guy and that like. Again, he has another shot to like he re- got, reinvent himself. He got He's got twenty four to release this fucking I, thing. I was gonna mention that. Yeah, this is released <laughs> by A twenty four. The the company I that released not like, that. Midsommar I like did a double take and I went back and was yeah, like, really, yeah. A twenty four. I have to correct something that I've said in a, sort of a general way earlier that like after uh, Cop Out, he was never able to get a theatrical release again wrong because this was released in theaters by age oh wow yeah so uh i i was wrong i guess oh so with with tusk um 
again, the laziness of the filmmaking, the laziness of the writing really popped out. Uh, but also, again, the incompetency of the production. Like, when I was watching it, I noticed this is going to be like a super niche thing. Maybe I'm imagining it. But there is a scene in a bar in this film where I'm pretty sure Kevin did not set up the cameras properly. I think <laughs> I have to go back and watch this. I'm pretty sure that like two of the cameras are shooting in like 30 FPS or something. And one of them is shooting in 24 FPS because one of them has the look of like film and one of the, and like two of them have the look of really bad TV. So I, <laughs> I have to go back and watch, but there were just all these weird pro- production issues in it. Sets that like obviously weren't set up properly, just like bad lighting schemes, the stuff in the restaurant, especially yeah, or like the flashback, just some like galling. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of bad audio edits. Mm-hmm. And really bad audio edits, yeah. But the there was a point, like, in the middle of the movie when it was centered around uh, Howard Howe's house and Justin Long where, like, it was actually convincing for a while where I was, like, reluctantly yeah. being like, wow, he's kind of pulling this off. And then it's yeah. just such a jarring change when Johnny Depp comes in because we go to that, that fast food restaurant scene that looks like shit. And then from there we oh. cut to the silly... Uh, the silly flashback scene with the like silly French music playing in the background, the whole thing. And the like sepia tone to it. Yeah, suddenly it's like we're watching yeah. bad, like a bad sketch comedy movie or something. It's like what, yeah. like, what did you do? Why didn't you just stop the movie before we got to this point? This sucked. It was so bad. I wondered if like maybe Kevin shot certain scenes afterwards without his DP or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, cause this, the scenes with Michael Parks are filmed pretty well and have really good lighting and everything. I, and then those scenes, I'm like, Kevin must've just run wild with a camera. There's no way a DP set this up. I think Johnny Depp must've only been available for like two or three days. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, I'm yeah, serious. That's like I seri- like, because all the, oh, yeah, all the, stu- all the scenes that he's in too, I mean, like, I was really, it's weird because, like, most of them take place outside. So, like, you can actually see, like, the surroundings just all look the same. They all look like they were shot, like, within a block of each other. And it's, like, he probably, he probably had, like, 48 hours with, you know, that actual actor who, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, the costume and makeup took no time to put on. Oh, yeah. It looked like something they grabbed from... Halloween did you guys see did did you guys see that um who was originally supposed to play Guy Lapont no No. it was supposed he originally asked Quentin Tarantino no oh my god (laughs) what yeah honestly honestly I that would have been great I mean it wouldn't have been great because there's nothing funny about the part but Quentin do you guys choice Quentin Tarantino in Little Nicky, so fucking funny. Hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot he was in that. It oh, probably yeah. would have been I, so yeah. extreme that it would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah, on, yeah, honestly. You know, Johnny Depp, uh, a couple years back, he was in this Funny or Die Donald Trump movie 
they made like this 30 oh, right, minute movie yeah. with uh, Johnny Depp playing Donald Trump in like mm-hmm. full prosthetics what? where you can't even tell that it's him. And it's yeah. really bad, but this uh, was worse. He was worse <laughs> <laughs> in this shitty movie than he was in the terrible Donald Trump <laughs> Funnier Die movie. Oh, the Donald Trump one was far, far better than this. I willingly yeah. sat through that one. This really one, I had like a job to J- do. Justin Long, uh, Justin Long was in a uh, really bad Funnier Die um, Steve Jobs movie. I, I just want to say that, like, imagine God. when casting this film, Kevin Smith, <laughs> Kevin Smith going up to Tarantino, who had just released like. Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained. He's getting ready for the Hateful Eight. And then Kevin has to come up to him and ask him to be in Tusk, the movie about a man being turned into a walrus, which is based off of a bit from his podcast. But I mean, that kind of thing, as much as we love Tarantino, like, I don't know, like, Tarantino is into a lot of dumb schlocky stuff like i mean that's true yeah i i I wouldn't have been i wouldn't be surprised if he like had said yes you know Mm. yeah it would have made a good fun yeah it would have made uh i think tusk would have made a good grindhouse trailer that's where yeah yes yeah yes Yeah. yeah if one of those are after after Grindhouse, I feel like there are a whole bunch of these shitty horror anthology movies where there's just like a bunch of little five minute horror shorts or whatever. I think oh, yeah. Kevin Smith actually did one for one called Holidays, so we're gonna have to check that out eventually. But yeah, uh, we're probably gonna have to check that. This out. Tusk thing was more <laughs> suited for one of those than being its own movie. Oh, definitely. It it just doesn't have enough for the full running time, and unfortunately. I'm re- I'm repeating myself because these problems come up again and again. <laughs> if this if this was just not even more competent, but just a more fun, passionate director behind the camera, this would be such an enjoyable film. But Kevin, even with this goofy ass premise, which is begging for like either an all out, just like trashy, gory body horror film, or like I don't know some type of clever fun satire like he's not able to pull it off at all because he does like one draft and he gets caught up in shit which is just not interesting i don't uh i'm not sure what the source on this is but somebody told us that kevin smith made tusk while he was getting into david lynch like he wanted this to be his david no. Lynch movie. <laughs> i don't i think he i i actually want to say that i i read somewhere once that like he had a first draft of clerks that was like way closer to like almost like kind of a twin peaks thing like it was him trying to do kind of so like i think that's what he started out as like let's start like that's what he fancied himself when he started and that's why like there's all those weird moments in clerks too where it's like this isn't really funny this is just like 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 dante getting shot and like the sundance version and stuff like that like Oh, I, yeah. I think initially he actually kind of wanted to be almost a David Lynch. I mean, like you guys have seen how he used to talk. Like that's why I think that that scene where where Wallace is talking about like old Wallace versus new Wallace, it's like really jarring for me because like I do feel like there kind of were these two Kevins. Like one was mm. this kind of super dopey, you know, a super dopey, you know, Dick and Fark guy who 
talked like he was super well spoken kind of was like quippy like any of his like interviews yeah. from like the 90s he's like so so torn jean legs gen xer philosophical philosophical bullshit but like then he really got into weed like a few years ago and now he's just this fucking out of control <laughs> fuck clown I like i i really i i don't know where i was going with that um but uh oh that that conversation about the two wallaces i th- i feel like that was like that really highlighted that for me was like yeah no he oh, used definitely. to really think he was like this like serious filmmaker yeah and I feel like uh, if we're viewing, you know, if we're viewing this is not tour work and uh, Tusk reflecting back on Kevin's life with the old versus new Wallace, I kind of feel like that implies that Kevin thinks he's turned into some type of uh, like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Whereas, whereas Kevin, I don't think he's realized, has just turned into like, a very lame, shitty stoner dad <laughs> I, who makes oh my god, who makes embarrassing really, films. <laughs> this it really seems like there's a subtle thing he's trying to get across to his audience and possibly to his wife about like <laughs> just think about all the sex I could be having if I wanted to. Like, <laughs> there's all these girls that would love to sleep with me as a fucking famous director, podcaster, idiot. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I think we should commend his restraint and not having his actual wife play a character that hits on uh, Justin Long. Yeah, she does. Sh- she she shows she up as a... the the server at the fast food restaurant. Yeah, she thankfully does not hit on anybody or says she wants to fuck them like in all the other movies she's in. Yeah. Um. So you know, baby. Steps. That is true. That is true, isn't it? That is often her role. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like give Justin Long a sex scene with his own wife or anything like that. Yeah, he doesn't have Justin Long hit on his daughter, <laughs> which I think she was like fifteen at the time or something. I need to talk to like some type of what do you call it? Like a Freudian psychoanalysis or something <laughs> and like hand them the recordings of our podcast and be like, what do you think is going on with Kevin Smith? <laughs> what? I mean, he honestly, like he, he's so misogynist in like such a, in such like a, a way that like, I don't think he or most of the people that like ever consume his stuff will ever realize <laughs> like it's yeah, it's yeah. so it's so um deeply tragic to think because i feel like most people's impression of him is just like ah eh, whatever he's just he's the fucking comic book men guy but like i do feel like mm-hmm. he kind of does perpetuate this like sort of nice guy thing like this weird oh, entitlement yeah. and like mm-hmm. it's it's fucking it's disgusting it's really disgusting I, I think too, like I think with the misogyny and also the homophobia in his films and seeing his reactions afterwards when people call him out on it, I think it's that kind of thing which is a little bit harder to recognize where on the surface, I think Kevin probably consciously does think that he's like on the cutting edge or whatever. Like I do think he probably consciously thinks he really supports women and, and, and gay people and stuff. But he has then gay when it friends. Comes- he is gay friend. His best friend, yeah. But then when it comes time to create art, uh, his worldview inevitably slips out. And what he actually perceives like women and gay people as 
isn't as equals. I'll say that much. No, it's, certainly it's, not. This this one didn't really have nasty. as much. Um, uh, there wasn't there wasn't yeah. really any homophobia in this one, and there wasn't. I was yeah. I was specifically on the lookout yeah. for like weird trans stuff because I have I have noticed that in the past in his stuff, but there really Me wasn't. Too, he yeah. kind of avoided that in this one, so I guess that I guess good job, Kevin. Ba- barely, no, barely any for women that with all the surgery so. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which I've been saying, he needs to just make a movie without women in it, and he would do a lot better. Yeah. I've been saying yeah. this for since Clerks. Just focus on the fellas, okay, Kevin? That's true. Real ones, real ones know that Ted's advice to Kevin Smith has been to make a movie which is only like cis hat white dudes. Leave the bras yeah. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and also like like don't write any gay characters don't write any black characters just like no. stick oh, to what you please, know <laughs> please don't write any more black characters that's just that's really don't do that <laughs> please god do not write like some black character to give us race theory on lord of the rings or something no, has, like. <laughs> has kevin ever done a jk rowling and retroactively made one of his characters gay oh uh, th- that would that would fit that would I, it would fit, but I also I don't totally know fit. if he th- would think to do that. He kind of, well, you guys don't care if I if I spoil it, right? Like you don't care <laughs> if, I, yeah, if I, I spoil know. Jay and Silent Bob reboot <laughs> for you, do you? <laughs> oh, I've been I've been avoiding all the trailers. Are, are they are they gay uh, together? That's really hard to end? do. Rose. He kind of he kind of confirms. It's it's weird because he really should just honestly. It would have like. If he ended Jay and Silent Bob reboot with them like just being like, yeah, no, we're gay and we've been gay the whole time. Yes, I probably would have forgiven him for like everything. But like he does (laughs) allude to the fact that at the very least, Silent Bob is, um, but I I doubt bisexual because Kevin doesn't believe in bisexuality. (laughs) No, but has 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 maybe had a man inside him. That's I I feel like it's revealed. It's kind of specifically revealed in the new one. They also imply in Dogma that Jay is gay. Because there's that joke where uh, Rufus says he jerks off in the shower and he's thinking about guys. Oh, yeah. But, like, he doesn't even really think about Good that. Lord. It's just kind of a punchline. Like, haha, what if he was gay? Yeah, it's just literally <laughs> just saying a man thinks about guys <laughs> while he's masturbating, which yeah. isn't a joke. It's just a, the- <laughs> a, it's just a thing that happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Jay and Silent Bob should If you just told be Kevin gay. that, he would think it was so funny. <laughs> like, no, yeah. it's the characters who are ignorant. But it honestly, it also, it ends up making like that whole, like, um, Howard Howes or whatever, whatever his, his like weird, like Batman origin story where like, he's like talking about his parents getting murdered and like how he was like sexually assaulted in like an orphanage and stuff. Like when that was crazy, it's like when he goes down these like really dark, serious, violent, like, like almost like David Lynchian psychodrama psychosexual shit like mm. it makes it even worse because it's like oh but you're like also the guy who like made finger cuffs <laughs> like i don't like that you're doing <laughs> like why are you making me watch this finger during cuffs. your fucking grindhouse horror movie right now please stop kevin is a man of contrasts he is a <laughs> complex individual he he like all of us is a contradictory in nature <laughs> So, at, oh, man. okay. Well, first of all, uh, uh, we didn't mention the fact that um, they go to the 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 Winnipeg police for help, 
And instead oh, of the yeah. Winnipeg police doing any investigating themselves, they just refer them to this crazy Quebecois private detective guy. And then they go off with him and find like the police. I don't like, why, why did, uh, do they need to be the ones to go do the detective work and find him? But anyway, so his girlfriend and his friend and, and Johnny Depp show up at the place and they get there basically just as the, walrus wrestling thing is happening and he kills him uh sorry justin long kills michael parks stabs him to death with his walrus tusks and they <laughs> and, that's a, and like, that's a sentence you just said <laughs> they see justin long in his disgusting awful skin suit walrus form and he's like screaming at them my read on this is that he's just begging to be killed, right? Like 100%. He yeah. He can't say anything because yeah. his tongue's been ripped out, but it's like he clearly wants to be killed. Johnny Depp raises his uh, rifle and he's about to shoot him. But then we cut to a year later and for some horrible twisted reason, they've not only kept him alive, but abandoned him there. <laughs> In this little abandoned uh, him in like in this an exotic animal hut. park, yeah. And they showed up. A, a sh I think that it was Howard Howe's house, and it's been converted into a. Oh, that's what I, I think. Thought. You're right. Maybe yeah. maybe that's wrong. Oh, it's, maybe it does say it's still Manitoba. They come back a year later and just feed him a raw fish, and he just cries. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, first of all. It's not like they changed his biology, right? He's basically just a guy with no legs and no tongue with his arms sewn on to his body and he's stuffed into this skin bag. Like it's not like they he wasn't he couldn't have been like rescued. Like <laughs> it's it, it been also I, you, why so you're saying you feel like you feel like he could be rehabilitated. <laughs> is what you're well, saying? Well, Rehabbed. look, look. If if I were him, I also would just want to die. That seems like <laughs> yeah. the logical thing to do is to just kill him. That's what I would want if I were him. But All right, also, jot that down. Also, the next best thing would be some attempt to rehabilitate him, do some reconstruct. It's not like they couldn't have possibly fixed his arms. They got gotten him out. Cause that's, it's, he's not a fucking walrus. He's a guy stuffed into a skin sack. Like it's, or just kill him. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> just kill him. But they do the worst. It was going to happen. They do the worst possible thing, which is to just leave him there to suffer like that alone and have to just pretend to be a walrus for the rest of his life. Yeah. And then they show up a year later to just toss him a fucking raw fish. Give him some real food. He still has human <laughs> biology. Give him cooked food. What the fuck is the matter with you? Yeah. The reason I think that they did that is because Kevin wanted to include that there will be blood style ending where it's just uh. like a guy doing a monologue. They're like, not even a monologue, but like they're talking to the camera at a different time. Everything's over and it's not connected to the story, but it is connected to the story. Like thematically, um, like I, I don't remember exactly what it is. In the it's yeah. dark. He wanted like a dark, uh, creepy ending, but no, yeah. he does. I, I see what you're saying. Tech is like, he kind of tries to do the, like, he tries he tries to put a pin in it by like cuz he cuts yeah. back to Genesis Rodriguez telling some story about her grandpa dying for some reason and how 
like human beings crying is like the sign that they're human or whatever. So it's, yeah. I mean, he's continuing just to use his like only person of color female character as a prop um, <laughs> to execute a story. Uh, but like, I, I, I think he was trying to do that sort of red state ending again. Yeah. yeah. Here is it, my well, it's thesis. totally lifted from there will be blood. Like the dead grandpa thing is just the dead dad's thing. Like it's the same thing. Uh, I was thinking of actually the film, um, uh, and I'm giving Kevin credit here if he's actually seen it, but Todd Browning's <laughs> Freaks um, I seen from it. 1932. It's uh, it's one of my favorite films, but it's like a bit oh. of a, a cult, a bit of a cult movie. Uh, the ending of this film felt it felt kind of like a rip on the ending of Freaks, uh, which uh, you know spoilers for Freaks from 1932, but it all. <laughs> But it also ends with like one of the main characters uh, being mutilated. And the very final shot is it pans down to a pen where they're being like shown in an exhibit and it shows them like fully mutilated. And it's a really scary uh, and haunting moment. Um, and I kind of feel like that's what Kevin was trying to do with uh, the walrus being in the pen and then looking down at him. But I may be giving him a little bit too much credit there for his film history. <laughs> he does talk about like loving old movies like that, so I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. I mean, he's I'm probably sure, ripping sure somebody he's... else off. At, at the very yeah. least, he's ripping somebody else off who's ripped off Freaks, because I, I can mm-hmm. I can yeah. definitely see that. And the the like the ending with the like, because like it ends on like something that's probably very much a royalty free uh indie song but like it kind of yeah. ends on this like sweet like almost like 70s so like it feels kind of like hannibal oh, yeah. Hol- or cannibal holocaust of us like uh <laughs> yeah the reason i couldn't sit through the that credits music. was because of that fucking song i was like I couldn't I, believe I'm, it I'm done with that this. music and also the uh the font of the credits too. oh so i don't usually point out fonts but i was like so am, am i watching like am i watching not even like a student film from film school like am i watching a student film from a grade 12 av class like yeah. what is this is this a fucking powerpoint uh, presentation <laughs> <laughs> It looked like how movie credits looked like when Kevin started making movies. <laughs> I almost think that if he was going to go with this kind of ending, he should have gone all the way with it to like a, a like a midsummer style ending where like his yeah. girlfriend and his friend actually hate him because like yeah. they've been yeah. throughout the movie he's been giving us more and more information to show that this guy is an asshole. So what if at the end uh, his friend and his girlfriend realize they don't actually want to save him and they think that being a <laughs> walrus is like a fitting punishment for yeah. him being like a <laughs> shitty boyfriend or whatever. You know, which which is like horrible and dark, but it like would have an in, some intention behind it. Whereas yeah, actually I like that what, way more. what seems to be happening is that like they're sympathetic to him and that this is like, compassionate yeah forcing him to live as a walrus is actually the humane thing to do somehow in in another country too they he's because he's still in fucking manitoba take him home no literally in the same fucking house apparently which i did not catch i could be wrong about that but that's what it looked like no you're right i'm pretty sure you're right like thinking about it I think it is the same place. It would definitely yeah, they put up like Manitoba Wildlife Refuge, and they have all these signs, but it yeah, it didn't look like a place like that. So 
Uh, I like that all the main characters in that end scene are just like, well, this is the best that we could do. <laughs> yeah. So presu- presumably somebody, presumably somebody must be running that wildlife refuge. So there are people there, I guess, caring for him who are just as complicit in this horrendous torture. Why would they be okay yeah, with that? That's a, that's, a, that's a fucking human being in there. What's wrong yeah. with you? Like, what is this universe? What is this, like, universe where people are okay with this happening? It's like, well, yeah, he's been transformed into a walrus. It's a fucking beloved podcaster, too. Like, like wouldn't, wouldn't like, his legion of, of not... Fans. I wonder. Like, imagine if this t- actually happened to Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, imagine, uh, I, oh my imagine god. if. Uh, oh my god! Now I'm picturing Kevin, I, Kevin Smith as the walrus, yeah. and it's too good. This is Kevin's fantasy, <laughs> not Kevin. This is Trevor's fantasy. No, no, this is what Kevin really wants. Kevin just wants to be like a big, uh, fat, like lazy animal that slithers around and gets fish thrown at him. Who doesn't, dude? It's like a very Homer Simpson fantasy. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. And it's my fantasy, too, because he can't talk. He's had his tongue removed. So we're, we're both happy. Christ. Yeah, I like to imagine in our universe, like, um, if Felix Biederman was kidnapped and turned into a harp seal, like, just nobody, <laughs> nobody going looking for him, nobody noticing. He just, uh, and okay, this is the thing, too, with the, with the Freaks ending comparison. And what I was thinking of it is that, like, the ending of Freaks, part of why it's frightening is that aspect of, like, how could you put a person on display like this? Like what monsters would do this? Like it implicates you in like what you've just seen. But the ending of this, it's like, <laughs> what damn, he's you? a walrus now. Crazy. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just, There's nothing we can do about it. He's There's been changed. Like, poignant at all. Everyone apparently has the best intentions. Uh, it doesn't seem like a divine punishment or anything. <laughs> he's just no longer human. I mean, look at him. He looks like shit. <laughs> he's, he's just a walrus now. And hey, isn't that fucked? Other people's <laughs> skin that's all around him. He's in a, just Jesus. in a suit made out of other... You can see people's faces and ears and shit. Yeah, on there's him. like an ear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, I didn't even really... I didn't even realize that... Until they show like a, I think it's when the walrus fight is happening. They cut mm-hmm. to like a profile shot of him, and you just see this like face stretched out. At first, I just yeah, thought it was like face the folds of the skin, but it's no, it's it's no, it's a face. Yeah, it makes zero sense. They really what he it should have just been like the guy just made like a fucked up walrus suit, not out of human skin, and just sewed him inside it. Out of, I guess oh. he doesn't want to kill a walrus. He only wants to kill people, but I, like leather, I don't know. I I was so bothered by the suit and it really ruined the horror for me because like I don't know maybe I just don't like the idea of the suit in general but when they were moving around you could so I clearly 
see the material of it. Like you could so clearly see where it folds. You could almost feel like what that suit is probably like. Like the plasticky material it's made from. It's it's it looks really bad. It honestly, it's just because he's a shit director. Like because because Robert Robert Kurtzman the suit I think is good. The guy the guy that made that I think I want to say also did from dust till dawn. So like he's a great. Mm. It's just it's just Kevin just doesn't know how to fucking light a set properly. Like yeah, it's it's under these like probably like full you know i also i can't i don't know if it's this movie or yoga hosers i want to say it was this one where he started working with a film school specifically and like a lot of his crew oh. i know like specifically <laughs> with um the new jane's <laughs> pop movie um oh my god wow. it's like he sourced it just it just looks like it's like film school lighting like it like mm-hmm. film Wait, you know it has is a very it, is it so he didn't have to is it so he didn't have to pay them <laughs> he just got I a mean, bunch which, of film school returns which is hey you know i've class. been there like i've i've taken jobs where you know like i'm you know like it's a good i'm sure it's a good opportunity for film students to like be on a kevin yeah. smith set but like it's not <laughs> a good Way, it's not an efficient way to make a movie or like especially like an effective looking movie because it's immediately ruined the, the moment they show that whole suit well you know i heard a story about this movie this is like a third or fourth hand story but our past guest uh brian quinby on his podcast street fight uh he had an episode where he was talking about kevin smith uh with his guest drew spears and drew spears said that he met uh, the a guy who was the assistant editor on this movie because Kevin Smith is credited oh, wow. as the editor on all of his movies, and uh, wow. basically he said two things. One of them was that uh, as the assistant editor, he basically had to do all the editing himself because Kevin was off just getting high or fucking around or whatever. Um, <laughs> but the other <laughs> thing that he said was that Kevin Smith had him, the assistant editor, set up a special editing suite for him in his bathroom so that Kevin could oh edit my, the oh movie while he took his shit. That is so disgusting. Jesus. I'm so gross, is, I mean, I fucking, I fucking believe every word of it. Yeah. I do, too. That is it's horrible. So believable. That is so, so horrible. People talk about, like... When people say they have food poisoning and it's really bad, they say, you know, it was coming out of both ends. This is a whole new <laughs> end Kevin had his, has invented. It's a cerebral. Kevin uh, is uh, obsessed with that taking he's a spewing shit, shit he fucking and detritus loves- out of. <laughs> this man loves to shit. <laughs> <laughs> this got to be shitting. Earlier, you were joking that, like, Oh yeah, they probably shot all the scenes with Johnny Depp in like five days in his backyard. Well, <laughs> it took according according to this Wikipedia article, Wikipedia. So maybe needs more sources, but according to Wikipedia, it says shout out Wikipedia. Uh, I have a shirt from them. It's wonderful. <laughs> it took two days of filming. <laughs> For Depp's scenes, which were all filmed in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they went so directly to his So that's why it didn't look backyard. like Canada at that's all. That's why it didn't look like yeah. it. And apparently, this this hurts me. This offends me. Um, that the starting date of shooting was delayed from September to October, then November, due to filming location moving from Canada to North Carolina. 
that I can't accept. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even fucking shot in Canada. What the of fuck? Course Honestly, it's like it shows a really kind of insidious side of like how movies are made now. I feel like that's like that's yeah. like it's it is so like I mean really that's the only reason he the only reason he's able to still make this stuff is like it's it's fucking mcdonald's now like it is like okay well we can't film in canada which everything used to be fucking shot in canada but now they're like like, and it so clearly does not look like canada at all like they couldn't find like one fucking like it it just looks i would have totally guessed it was the south like that's insane And and I should note, although I'm not offended by much, I will say it was a weird <laughs> choice for Kevin to make a um, a joke in the middle of his his horror movie that Canada doesn't have any serial killers, um, <laughs> because we. We have had serial killers. We have had murders in Canada. No, no. Um, didn't you see? Didn't you see Bowling for Columbine? Nobody locks their doors there. Uh, There's never yeah. any murders. No, no, nothing um, bad has ever happened in Canada. They're nice people. I just imagine a Kevin Smith uh, version of Memories of Murder, where it's the first serial killer in Canada. He makes oh a movie out of. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, that's like, what, I don't that's what like. This Kevin was. shot this. Um, Kevin shot or Tusk came out in 2014 or whatever. So this, so it would have been like, a, this would have happened a little bit before Kevin was writing, but still uh, there was like a very famous serial killer in Canada and like who was convicted in like 2007 or something. So it's not like this was out of the news. Anyways, it felt very weird to me. It's just a dumb guy thing to, to assume. Like, yeah. like, I feel like I hear like, fucking idiots all the time say like stuff like like it like reducing an entire continent to just like well it's not america they're they're way they're way more well adjusted it's like no we're all on the same giant indigenous burial ground yeah right i mean there's this this popular idea of canada that i think comes from two sources one is south park of course yeah and the other is michael moore uh he made that movie canadian bacon uh, where mm-hmm. like yeah. he just kind of portrays Canada as this big joke place where everyone's really polite or whatever, and then in Bowling for Columbine, he which was a documentary, he had all that like yeah, no one locks their doors here, it's safe here, there's no crime. Mm. Yeah, and I I won't get into it too much, but in in my opinion, I would say that is some of the most effective like basically propaganda that the Canadian government has done uh, mm. using America as like our opposition and trying to frame ourselves as this amazing country just because we're different than America. It is so effective. There are so many people here uh, which use America as just like way of being like, well, we can't be that bad, even yeah. though we are very, very similar. Well, yeah, um, I mean, can't... you guys are plenty similar, but we're we're pretty fucked up. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think I, I, but I, I, that is so interesting. It's something that I wouldn't have ever even thought about because it would make total sense that that would be something that's like in the best interest of like the Canadian government to sort of, because I mean, America definitely does that too. Like we, the way America's portrayed in American movies is positioned in such a way that does help our military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
And Canada would never do anything bad like oppress racial minorities or build disastrous <laughs> oil never pipelines happens. or never like s- sell, sell uh, weapons to horrifying corrupt regimes overseas or any of that bad stuff that America does. No, you guys are red, red, white, but never blue. Yep, exactly. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, eh? Oh, jeez. Oh, so- oh, sorry there. Oh. Oh, oh, so, so, sorry about sorry about that there. I mean, I feel like that's how I'm from. I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in the South suburbs of Chicago, and I feel like people kind of describe the Midwest the exact same way, and it's always very yeah. frustrating. Because I mean, some of the worst people I've ever met are from the Midwest. <laughs> like we are I, not simple. We're not all like just these. Oh gosh, <laughs> simple farmers. Like yeah. Yeah, I grew up in rural, like just outside of St. Louis, and like a lot of people there are like that, but in a way we're just under the surface. There's like a <laughs> boiling rage, which is pretty cool, honestly. See that again? It <laughs> would have cool been this movie would have been so interesting if like it was about that. Like, what if this movie was about Americans' perception of Canada? And like that being turned on its head in some way and a really effective body horror movie about a guy getting turned into a walrus. Like, honestly, what I just described would probably be one of my favorite movies ever. Like that is that's wasted opportunity. And this is the frustrating thing with so many of Kevin's films is that like the things you need to do to make them so much better are so simple. They just like, they come to us and we're talking in conversation, not because we're great writers or anything, but because there's like obvious connections and setups and concepts that should be drawn out of these films that simply aren't. Um, When they went over to Canada early into Tusk, I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be like, you know, uh, it's going to be like Wicker Man or something. It's going to (laughs) be, or or it's going to be like, um, uh, like Hot Fuzz where uh you know they go into uh this this area which is like too idyllic where people know each other too well and they discover this like horror at the center of it um but then the canada stuff ended up being pretty disconnected uh up until basically the last scene. Yeah, uh, the P- Michael Parks character was just like this anomaly that has nothing to do with Canada itself. Yeah. Did, he didn't even have like a Canadian accent. No, no, he doesn't have the silly voice. No. He he's just he's just some evil uh, person that happens to be in Canada. Maybe he's yeah. not even from Canada. Maybe he's just hiding out there. And Did he not have a British voice, or was that just like a no? Thing? No, you're making that up. That's no. he has like okay. a freight. He has like know. kind of like a a freight, like a proper. That's a weird, like proper, proper speaking. Yeah, equally detestable. Um, but it should also be it should also be noted that like the role that I most know Michael Parks from is Twin Peaks, where he plays a very frightening. Quebecois. He plays like a Canadian. Uh, Thank and, you for bringing uh, this oh, up. I forgot yes. that the character he played was French Canadian. Yeah, yeah he's I totally French forgot that. I just watched it too. I was like, why is he not doing his Canadian accent in this of all films? It would have been perfect too because, like, his his Jean Renault or what the like it's. Yeah, it's still Jacques kind Renault. of it, it's still kind of cartoony. Like it would have actually yeah. really. I I think Michael Parks did, you know, he did what he could with the role. I think <laughs> yeah. he's better in Red State, but even in Red State, 
I, I mean, Red State it's is so, basic, so disappointing yeah. for a myriad of uh, reasons. Which yeah. We don't need to drudge up again, Red but State like, sucks. <laughs> one of the things, the, the, I, I feel like Red State was originally, because I, 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 again, as somebody who paid way too much attention to Kevin Smith in the 90s and early 2000s, um, I know this, but uh, <laughs> George Carlin was originally supposed to be the lead in Red State. No, no. So way. when I watch no and when, that when, I, been cool. when I watch Red State, it's like, yeah, actually, Red State. I don't know that it would have been a good movie, but like, it would have been, a, you know, whatever kind of horror movie that was. But like, it would have been a horror movie starring George Carlin for ninety minutes, which would have been infinitely better. So it's like both times, yeah. Kevin worked with Michael parks you kind of fucking blew it in my opinion yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry if i derailed your, your point there rose oh i think that's great this the scene where uh justin long first wakes up with his leg cut off and michael parks is like it was a spider <laughs> like yeah. just sort of like very obviously fucking lies to this guy and even yeah. sort of laughs at him while he's yeah doing no he's it. he's so good. good yeah he i it's thought so he was good. really good it's um, pretty unhinged I, I would even suggest to the audience Watch up to the point. It's on Netflix. Watch up to the point where Justin Long is full walrus and then turn it off. And you, <laughs> you probably have a good time. You'd enjoy yeah. it. You get to see Michael Parks being a, like a wacko kind of guy, which is always yeah. fun. I completely agree. I honestly would almost say skip the first 15 minutes or so. You're not missing yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, uh, you know the premise. He's a podcaster, whatever. He ends up at this house. <laughs> like, all you need is from the point he enters the house. <laughs> and in uh, the flashbacks don't add anything. They suck too, but whatever. <laughs> uh, my recommendation would be to just look up the YouTube clips yeah. of mm, Michael yeah. Parks. Because uh, that's that's really all the good stuff. Well, really, just, just watch... Just watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. watch, watch Twin Peaks. It's wonderful. Watch a Cronenberg movie or watch, like, Rose mentioned James Gunn. Like, watch Slither. That's a funny horror mm-hmm. comedy movie. Like, just watch that instead. I don't know. Yeah. Don't, like, don't I was thinking, this. like, John Carpenter could do a great job oh, yeah. with oh, yeah. this. Watch a John Carpenter movie. Be- yeah, being, yeah. In uh, cor- being in quarantine is no excuse to watch a Kevin Smith movie. Yes. Right. yes. Well, yeah. The only I, excuse is having a podcast. Right. So, and it's yeah. not a good excuse. When when you guys say like, oh, like this director could do a much better job of this or this director, it's like, yeah, I guess, but those directors have plenty of movies that you could just watch yeah. instead. <laughs> you know, right. Nobody, yeah. We don't need any version of this movie. It doesn't have to happen. John Carpenter has video games to play. Like he's yeah, said yeah. That. he him. needs to be gaming. I mean, okay. honestly, I would say, I would say even I'm a, I'm a, not many people know this about me, but I'm a human centipede apologist. All, all three, oh, yeah. all three of them. Dude, I, 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 I firmly, I firmly enjoy them. I think they're great. Watch. I, if you ever I, feel like you want to watch Tusk, just watch one of the human centipede movies and you'll see a way better version of Tusk. It's, oh, that's what that's I kept totally thinking what about yeah. watching this. Yeah. I, I would think that would be like a decent movie to watch for the pod because we're almost out of Kevin oh, Smith movies. No. Oh, you're no uh. because no. Well, I I did want to bring this up. Like when you guys are done with the movies, there's like hundreds of podcasts. There's the entirety oh, of Comic Book Men. There's all the movies that he's produced for his friends, which uh, like it's no. there's you you need to keep doing this. It'll only get <laughs> darker. <laughs> there's a ton of 
Yeah, there's a ton of Kevin Smith apocrypha that we need to study once we get through the main texts. <laughs> oh, I have a special, I, I have a few special requests that I'm going to send you uh, specifically. Because <laughs> there's, there's some that I really, it'll be an excuse to, for me to revisit it without having to watch it. Right. <laughs> well, we might we might have to have you back on sometime if you're going to subject yeah. us to literally like any time, really, literally yeah. any time you want me. I am, I am, because A, I am unemployed for the foreseeable future. I am locked in a house with a basset hound yeah. and in a very annoying black cat. And I, I, I am totally willing to subject myself to this again. Well, thank well, you. That, that, that yeah. is very brave of you to say. I just want to say to Rose and Ted, if you both enjoyed uh, Guy Lapointe, and if you liked that little appearance of the Colleen's played by uh, Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp, Boy, are you in for a good time oh, with God. yoga hosers next it. week. Oh, uh, God. No, come on. This movie was the first movie in a, in a planned trilogy called the True North Trilogy, of which no. only two movies were ever made. The second one is, of course, Thank yoga God. hosers. And yoga hosers, I think, is really the nadir of this voyage <laughs> into darkness. It, is it really an is. Absolute. Look, I unfortunately have seen it before, but I will watch it again for the podcast. Oh my uh, it is so fucking bad. Anything about like this movie that was bad <laughs> is just magnified times a million. Without any of oh, the like no. actual cool creepy stuff that we sort of like. There's none of that. It's just. It's. It's Just all bad. An absolute fucking travesty. It's a vi it's a vile uh piece of shit. Like where where Rose described Tusk as being like it's it's the best and the worst of Kevin. The the real extreme highs and the real extreme lows. Yoga Hosers is just one giant oh. long yeah. extreme low. Yeah. It is it is oh. so like my my movie going experience that was truly it was it was fucking dark it was it was Ugh. you guys are gonna leave that changed people <laughs> oh i look forward to it it's rough it's rough to to sit through it's uh. i genuinely I, when we started doing this podcast i wanted to believe the best of Kevin. <laughs> i wanted to give him every benefit of the doubt i could muster and each film, literally each <laughs> film I've seen since then has broken me down. And finally, this one gave me a little bit. Uh, no. It gave me a little bit to like yeah. build on. It's not a good movie. I'm not saying that. And I'm, I'm going to be crushed. You you honestly, so you're going to, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for us all to watch you get as crushed as you're going to get watching <laughs> Yoga Hosers. But he might win you back a little bit with Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Because Ooh. I, based okay. off of some of the stuff that you've said that you like about Kevin, I think you might like. I don't know. There's, there's. You might have a very nuanced. Like it might be a roller coaster for you, Ted. It might be a roller coaster until the end. Well, so don't give up hope. Oh, That's man. a good light at the end of the tunnel. I, I think that this, this movie was like reaching the event horizon before finally plunging into the into the black hole that is yoga hosers the oh the God. central horrible point that we've been inexorably drawn towards inescapably 
I'm going to be pulled out into a spaghetti string of atoms in just eternal <laughs> agony by the vile yoga hosers. Oh, no. Uh, we have a very uh, special uh, treat for Kevin's receipts today. Uh, Vera is a contributor to Everything is Terrible, and she made this really good video, which I'll include the link um, in the description so you can see it for yourself. But we are going to watch it uh, now, and it's yeah. called yeah. Silent Bob Weeps. Just so Kevin is <laughs> This is just Kevin is just weeping while I think watching a movie at his computer. I think it's oh him mostly watching so uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. <laughs> So emotional, and the song is uh, the song from Mulholland Drive that the Spanish lady sings in the middle of the theater. Oh my fucking god! Why is he so upset? His nose is snotty and everything. It's fucking. It's so disgusting. Honestly, like when I first uploaded that, I think people thought because like Vic Berger, who like is a fucking brilliant human like yeah will literally oh, make people look like that in his videos sometimes just right. by, like through color correction and stuff and i didn't fucking touch kevin that is just how he looks when he cries this is this is all He's real sobbing violently <laughs> he, he he looks like he looks like he's having like some horrible truth revealed to him. Like, oh my god. Jesus Christ. The horrible truth is being revealed to me. Come on, man. Come on, man. To me, it looked like it looked like Kevin had been reunited with like a long dead relative or yeah. something. Like he someone just, had just come back from the Just grave. found out the true identity of his his parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got like just, his his hands over his mouth. Like he just can't believe yeah. what he's seeing and hearing. It's it's so this is like there's this like really kind of darkness to to what I will now describe because of Tusk as new Kevin because like he (laughs) he kind of positions himself as this like really emotional dude like because he cries constantly there is like oh my god watch totally watch my cut like watch my my edit but like you can find literally hours of this man crying and it is it is always about batman or guardians of the galaxy or like fucking like winnie the pooh which is referenced in tusk like and it's to me it speaks volumes of like he it's that's not real I mean, like, I look, I probably have had a cry like Kevin Smith has had a cry. Yeah. Like, I've probably looked like that before when I've cried, like watching a movie. But that is not the actual range of human emotion. That doesn't make you a sensitive person by watching the, the father-son scenes in, in Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. So I, like, just finished Twin Peaks Season 2, like, the last Ooh, week. Nice. Oh, and that nice. final episode, which is just so horrifying... It reminds me of that because it's so inhuman and like, <laughs> obviously like the song contributes to it, but yeah. but like 
It is so terrifying in such a strange way. <laughs> Look, I, I cry at movies all the time. I sometimes cry at, like, stupid movies I don't even like just because, like, my emotions get triggered yeah. by something or other. But I'm not... Who the fuck record... <laughs> why does he feel the need to film himself all the fucking time? Why, why would I anybody mean, need to see this? Like, imagine It's an invasion if, of my personal space. It is! It's like, it's like a reverse, like peep show that like it's like being filmed without your permission but in reverse in this really vile way i really well, everybody needs to watch this like never watch a kevin smith movie fucking ever don't even watch tusk which i already suggested that you do just watch this fucking video because silent it's bob fucking amazing. it's fantastic why would you even film yourself watching a movie and share it with the world anyway why is that something anybody well, like needs it's like, is that what he's doing? Is he watching a whole movie and, and just filming himself? Just him. Watching it? I think so. I mean, like, I, I pulled those from his YouTube, I, I want to say. Like, I mean, that was part of when when I stopped listening to Smodcast and I, I like, the final, like I said at the beginning, like, the final straw for me was Red State for all of the reasons you guys mentioned. Mm-hmm. Very specifically the reason that it was like, you have a movie that you're where you're trying to talk about homophobia and you don't have you have one gay character and he gets fucking shot in the face yeah. and you call him a shit eater at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, way to go, Kev. Um, um, but, Nailed it. But like, like, the real kind of final straw for me was like, he when he started smoking pot, he became this like weird emotional guy it's honestly it's like if my dad started smoking weed this is probably what would happen too like and and i think that's why i stopped liking kevin because i was like i don't want to know what happens to a 50 year old man when he starts smoking weed and finally discovers human emotion because this is what it fucking looks like it's disgusting yeah i don't i don't want to do i don't want to do a toxic masculinity on kevin right now but kevin man you gotta pull it together you gotta stop crying (laughs) you just gotta keep it to yourself no for sure and 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 trev what you were saying earlier about why someone would film themselves like this my theory is and i have this theory for a lot of mid-level celebrities online is that when you get that little moment in the sun where you are legitimately famous legitimately getting attention and stuff then when that dies out i think social media becomes a replacement for it because you can yeah. be your own paparazzi like you can be the one that films you doing a messy cry uh, uh. and then garner your fans that way well yeah because he's not gonna lose anybody like he's i think that's like what the where the new frustration lies with me is like he he has had a fan base for I mean, most of my life, he's had a fan base for like 30 years, like, and, and, and really it's like, it's probably, I mean, it's definitely diminished a little bit because I was a part of it briefly and, and, but like, he's probably kept pretty much the same numbers and it's just, but that's just how everything is now. It's like, it's, everything's very niche. Everything is very Mm -hmm. inside these little bubbles of like insanely toxic fandom. Like I, have you guys gotten any heat from like, kevin smith fans yet surprisingly no, no. i am so surprised I it. like they have to know this exists i would love to i think if we got like a little more notoriety and more people became aware of the podcast then 
it would probably reach their circles and we'd start getting some complaints. But well, so far, I mean, that's yeah. why you guys, all the reason for you guys to keep, keep chugging away <laughs> even after, even after you're done, because I, I mean, I really do think it's worth people revisiting <laughs> just because it is, I, it's very, it is very interesting. And it's specifically in regards to, I mean, because I, I came out as trans in my late twenties and like, I'm not going to blame Kevin Smith for that, <laughs> but, like, but, like, but like when I think about the fact that like the majority of the content I was consuming growing up was all this like fucking no homo bullshit. Like oh, yeah. it had to yeah. have stunted me like, like to like have the majority of the stuff I was watching just be about, you know, ineffective, mediocre white men playing video games. <laughs> Think, oh, that's what you have to be to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's such a stunted like adolescent boy, and he has yeah. been. He's like fifty fucking years old now, and he's still like just Ugh. acts like a little kid and relates to the world like a little kid. Yeah, and Vera, what you were saying earlier about like um, we were mentioning earlier about like live stream stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it did just kind of click with me that Kevin and people like him, especially like certain celebrities like them, in a way the internet is also this natural fit because so frequently I will find out about some absolutely awful person <laughs> on the internet, just like someone with absolutely vile views and no talent, like some shitty gamer streamer or something, and then find out that like, <laughs> 50,000 people watch him like every hour of the day because it is possible on the internet to create these little bubbles where you are so protected and insulated and for a person like Kevin Smith who already has this cultural cachet coming onto the internet of course now he has like these droves of fans who are also kind of out of the loop on most things and in a way they like keep each other <laughs> out of the loop right yeah like it's Ke- an e- kevin's it's an, allowed to feel it's an echo chamber kevin's it's allowed a, to feel it's kev's it's echo, echo chamber. chamber yeah a smecho yeah. chamber also yeah sorry and, <laughs> and and i don't even like i mentioned this before but i don't even think that at this point the films matter very much, like, no. especially when we were watching that stand-up thing that he did. Ugh. It's so obviously just this weird parasocial relationship at this point. Like yeah. it doesn't have anything to do it's, with. It's um, a cult art. of personality. It's it's cult it's, of personality. It's yeah. totally. It's and look, I think it's partly what I bought into when I was young. Was like like specifically oh, dogma. Too. It's like I was I was raised Catholic. I was fucking queer as the day was long and like going to church every Sunday being told that I was going to go to hell and like to see a movie like that I was like oh no this is somebody like telling the truth and like he's like a part of this like weird <laughs> I, I've been turning everything into a Bernie Sanders ad lately but like it's he's <laughs> part of this like really weird like branch of like you know, he's like he's kind of able to like skirt by being like, "What? No, I'm I'm progressive because like I hate on Catholics." But like, like you guys have pointed yeah. out, he didn't really hate on Catholics. Like, no. yeah. and he doesn't really champion gay people. Like, he writes no. gay characters, he talks about gay stuff, but it's always tongue in cheek. But I think that's like what caught me early on, and I was like, "Oh no, this is like healthy rebellion." Like, he's he seems like a good a good liberal guy. But like now I go back and look and it's just like I'm sure I'm sure 
he's just enabling a lot of his fans to have really shitty ideas about, <laughs> about most people <laughs> in the world with how unaware he is. Yeah, because I think most of his comedy is honestly, it comes from the same place as um, like Adam Sandler's worst comedies or even stuff like Judd Apatow, uh, which I, I enjoy more than, than either of them. Uh, but Kevin's films feel a little... There's something a little, I don't know if I want to say elitist about them, but they feel like they're supposed to be better than those films, like a little smarter, a little more self-aware, a little more clever. But I really don't think they are. I think Kevin's just a little better at covering up some of his nastier um, perspectives, whereas uh, someone like Adam Sandler just like kind of puts them directly into his films without caring. Yeah, which is like why I can watch an Adam Sandler movie right now and probably enjoy it because it's just like, well, it's just pure ego at that point. It's not it's not like coded in this like fake in like a performative wokeness is kind of what it feels like actually. It's like it's it's like yeah. a fake you're telling me you're a nice guy, but I refuse to believe it based off of how you're yeah. acting and how you're writing your, your characters. Kevin got his ego puffed up by some like dumbass critics back in the late nineties who said like, like that one that uh, Valerie uh, read on a few episodes ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Or whatever. He got yeah. this idea in his head that he was a serious filmmaker. But then I think what Vera said was right about him. Not really believe. I think he sort of has imposter syndrome. Like he still <laughs> believes he operates in this world where he's seen as like a real filmmaker, which is why he continues to make these awful movies when he really doesn't need to. Like he has this cult no. of personality no. now. He could have stopped making movies years ago and just been Kevin oh. Smith and been fine. But he has this image of himself as a filmmaker uh, but he also feels like he's a fraud and can't really do it because he can't and he sucks. Oh. And it just turns also... out this really confused drivel like Tusk where it can't decide if it wants to take itself seriously or be a complete joke. And it just is just a mess. Well, that's that's I mean, that's what's weird about this one. I would say even more so than Red State because Red State kind of and you guys touched on this, like it has that thing where it's like it's trying to position itself as like a prestige horror film for some yeah. reason. Yeah. But like it's 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 <laughs> it's a movie called Red State. It's like got kind of Tarantino like it's not this one also kind of has that to a large degree. Like it it feels and maybe it's just that A24 bumper up front, but like there's a part of it that does feel like he really thought even though he was making like effectively an exploitation film, he was making something artfully. Like I I really genuinely mm. feel like he deep down thought that I don't think but, he'd ever admit that because he's so self like flagellating <laughs> whenever he talks about his work so that you can't criticize it, which is like another fucking yeah. frustrating thing about filmmakers like him. It's like, okay, well I can't it's, criticize you because you just called yourself a fat loser before we started talking about you. So, okay. Yeah. It is. And it's also like kind of a shitty manipulative uh, tactic, like kind of like a nice guy tactic. Yeah. With uh, Red State, though, it seemed like he was trying to say something. Like, he really thought he had some kind yeah. of point to make, although it's not really clear what it was. With Tusk, it's more like this opposite thing, 
where it's just for the sake of a ridiculous premise. And it's like, what if I did this? Like it was a serious thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's almost better uh, than Red State. Because Red State was him really trying to do a serious movie. 100%, yeah. That has like a some kind of serious message that he has no act on issues he has no actual grasp of um uh, and then in tusk like if he had actually committed to just taking seriously this stupid ass premise it would have been like way more effective because he's not trying to pretend that he has anything to say the last thing i wanted to note about tusk is the fact that it is like i think an hour and 40 minutes or something maybe an hour and 42 still far too long cut it oh, down wait way too long yeah e- way too even long. if you want to be a feature film i mean bring it down to 70 minutes then my god because there is definitely there's not even that much material but if you want it to be a feature <laughs> film okay bring it down to 70 and then maybe it'll be tolerable i thought this movie was never gonna end <laughs> yeah i i mean i i started and finished so many things while this movie was ha- i i carved out like two hours to watch it too like i really wanted to because like i wanted to come in like fresh and like have everything you know like but like i couldn't i could not bring myself to sit and watch it i made two meals while i watched this movie it's i think the only way you can watch it <laughs> Yeah, I also was having dinner while, or I guess lunch while I was watching this. I I had a a hard drink and I stared directly at the screen, only blinking rarely. <laughs> needed take it all in. Rose is going insane during quarantine. It's kind of our fault. <laughs> Quarantine's driving me crazy. I I watched this early this morning while I was still awake and I wanted to be sleeping, but I couldn't get to sleep. And I realized that if I didn't watch it, then then I would have no time later because I was going to sleep all day. So I was in a real bad mood. God. And it really sucked. <laughs> I honestly, like, I have made steps to, like, try and be in a good headspace when I watch these movies. Just because if I'm bad, I just, I'm just, like, I'm so upset that I'm watching it, I, I can't pay attention. And so this one I was feeling good and, like... It, it just br- brought me down so much at the end. I, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, you're gonna, you're the only one that has any hope left in this, in this, in this world you guys have created. Um, I'm so sorry about, about making you do you this fucker. podcast, there, Ted. Uh, typical Bernie bro. Um, what I'm racism. hoping for is I'm hoping yoga her- hosers red pills me. Oh, I'm hoping I just get. Black yes, pills. Yes, yoga hosers is yeah. the black pill. If you want, if you want to be fully black pilled, just watch yoga hosers. It'll take you all the way over the edge. Like Vera said, I'm gonna be a changed man. I'm gonna be hateful. I'm gonna like kick dogs in the street after I watch this fucking movie. Uh, all right, we we're going really long. We should let we should let Vera do some plugs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I host a show called Hot Topics, which is it's great. I watched the first two episodes today. It's Hot really Topics great. is really funny. Uh, the Thank the you. second, I assume you do all the editing on that, right? Yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm bringing in a lot of help. Like I'm I'm working with some talented um, animators and musicians and stuff who are helping me bring it home. But this is really the animation and mu- music is really really Thank good. You. It's super high quality. The second episode especially was really like astounding to me. It was it was oh, re- really you. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really. I mean, the premise is it 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 
definitely started as kind of a joke premise because I found out that you could get officially sponsored by Hot Topic uh-huh. if you had a certain <laughs> follower count. And I, again, I came out as trans in my late 20s and I never got to have a proper uh, high school emo girl phase. So now I want to have that as a as a 30, almost 31 year old. And um, I want to do it on Hot Topic's dime. <laughs> And nice. um, <laughs> they uh, they they have they've been mostly silent uh, <laughs> about, about their how they feel about the show um, so far. Maybe we can somehow get Kevin to tweet at them. I get that endorsement. Yeah. Well, everyone should follow Vera Drew twenty two on Twitter. Get her follower account up so that she can get recognized mm-hmm. oh, as yeah. an official hot topic mm-hmm. and amb- brand ambassador influencer thank you i um yeah and there's a new uh there's a new episode that's gonna drop on um april 20th because i i had coronavirus uh and i no way wanted to make i am making a body horror movie about it effectively (laughs) for for uh the next episode so look out for that on 420 on the 14th um of April, I'm also starting a new um, Twin Peaks rewatch stream that I'm going to stream on Twitch so and beautiful. Instagram Live. I'm calling it Fireside Talks with V, and um, it's going to be completely spoiler free because I want to make it. Because I, I mean, one of the most annoying things for me about most of the Twin Peaks rewatch podcasts that are out there is like they're all just riddled with spoilers like there's really kind of not as much of a good entryway for the series as much anymore with people so i really kind of want to make something that's as close to the um experience of watching it week to week without knowing what's to come as possible so that's awesome i i love twin peaks it's my favorite show you i love your the video essay you did about it i i didn't realize that was you until i think you mentioned it in one of these episodes but Great work. <laughs> oh, thank you. Did you say you did some work on Nathan for you? Season yeah, season one. I was it was like years yes. ago. I was on I was on set for uh season one of that show. That awesome. is my favorite show and that's it's amazing. it's yeah, it was I mean it was I I got I got to work a little bit in post on that one too, but um yeah, it was a trip being on set for that because, <laughs> like, we did not. I mean, like, it was the it was the first season, so we didn't really know what we were making, and it was kind mm-hmm. of just like, who is this guy? Because, like, we. I mean, I knew who Nathan was because I was working at Absolutely, but like, it was just like, who's this like Canadian guy? Like. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking with people's bit. Like, are people gonna like this show? Like, and then when we were when, yeah. when it started airing, and I watched, it, I was like, oh wow, I worked on literally the funniest show ever made. <laughs> this is yeah, this it's incredible. incredible. Beef House is on Adult oh, Swim. Oh yeah, sorry. Sunday nights. Two more things. <laughs> I Beef House. Beef House is uh, on Adult Swim. Sunday nights. It's a new Tim and Eric show. I executive produced it. It's really good. And also in May, I have a big announcement uh, that I'm going to provide more details for. But but basically, the long story short, too late. I'm I'm making my own version of Todd Phillips' Joker. Um, no way. <laughs> oh, Are, wow. wait, like starring you? Um, Can you not say yet? <laughs> I'll give you guys an exclusive, okay? Because oh, I haven't. Oh, I, I don't shit. think I've specifically said this yet, but I am shooting quite a few additional scenes oh <laughs> um, and uh oh my god I, i'm playing i'm playing multiple characters okay. and it's yeah. it's 
it's but that's all I want to say because there's there's a big all right May fourth there's a huge announcement about my Joker. Uh, it's really our Joker, really. But um, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever that is, I can't wait to see it. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. All three yes. of us are big Joker heads yeah. here, so <laughs> we are all twisted. As you, <laughs> as you should be. With uh, real quick, go down the line. Who's your favorite Joker? Oh, oh my God, God. Uh, Ted, you go first. Uh, it's it's like genuinely hard for me to pick because they are all so good, but it's got to be Mark Hamill just because I love. Yeah, are we counting Mark suits. Hamill in this for, like cartoon jokers? If cartoons count, then definitely Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, I would also say Mark Hamill. But li- let's say live action. What's the best live action Joker? Leto easily. Leto killed it. He's, he's the man. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't dislike no, no, it. No, but... no, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> You could be twisted, Trevor. Yeah. I almost believed you. I'm almost twisted enough to make that my real answer, but not quite. <laughs> I'm going to say Heath Ledger just because oh, I rewatched The Dark Knight. I rewatched The Dark Knight after Joker, and I was heartbroken to discover that The Dark Knight is not as good of a film it's not as good. I remember no, it. It's really, it's really not. But the thing that was good was pretty much every time Heath Ledger showed up as the Joker he was awesome to watch he did steal the scene and yeah. he makes like the movie kind of worth it if we're doing live action I think I'd have to say uh Joaquin Phoenix just because it was just so fun for me to watch and like I want to watch it again in a way that I don't really want to watch any of the other Joker movies again I, yeah, I well, think I would actually agree. I mean, honestly, I think Jared Leto's is my favorite one to watch because, like, I watch <laughs> I watch fucking Suicide Squad like once a month, like literally. Dude, I uh, I like I like the, I like the Leto Joker. I think he's great. But I I just rewatched um, Batman '89, and I mean Jack Nicholson's a really good joke. I, mean, I have a lot of problems yeah. with yes. that movie. Like, I don't think it's a good Batman movie at all. But like, he's he's really good and he's like really like he's creepy in a way that would scare the shit out of like you know like a fifth grader which is yeah. i kind of think how the joker should be because <laughs> yeah. it's a comic book <laughs> um. yeah i'm not gonna switch my choice i'll stand by ledger but uh jack nicholson as joker does feel like the one to me that is the most like direct translation of like the joker that i knew growing up from the cartoons like it does yeah. feel like that joker uh on screen and he's so fun and colorful and wacky but also scary like i don't know if any of the other ones really um match that no they don't they don't you guys took all the good answers so i'm just gonna stick with my original response it's jared leto he's the best you, should... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go with uh caesar romero uh painting the, the makeup over yeah, his that mustache was, that, that was cl- powerful <laughs> Twisted. I shave my my yeah. mustache for no man. I, I think that all jokers are valid in their own way. They all make That's up right. that all together they yeah. make up a beautiful tapestry. Uh even Scott Snyder. Every flavor of the rainbow. That's right. Every joker is beautiful. The most beautiful joker is the one reading this post. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's right. Uh, all right. I'm right. sorry well, uh, if I made this a long one, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you so much, really Vera Drew. This was great. Uh, you, you were awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank yeah. you for having watch me. Watch Beef House. Watch Definitely Hot watch Beef House. Watch Hot Topics. Follow Vera Drew 22. She's great. Uh, she's not a podcaster, which everybody else who has been not, on the show not before. Not yet. 
is. Nah, not yet. I mean, I am about to start again, which (laughs) Tusk inspired me. (laughs) It's sort of good to have a real person on the show instead of the the subhuman beings that are podcasters. Oh, Jesus. You're starting to sound like Kevin. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, it's true. If there's one thing Kevin's right about, it's, you know. Folks, thank you for listening to We Need to Talk About Kevin. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. So go and give me to a bone To carry the bone My love and I Must I be bound And she go free Am I to Joining us this week, very special guest, executive producer of Beef House. Hang on. I Oh, yeah. When I just... No, I'm going to cut it. I cut out whenever I sound bad and leave in when everybody, anybody yeah. else sounds bad. <laughs> Hello